Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. Upside your head, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Marcus Speller. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luton Moore's here. All right. And the sexiest of them all, it's Pete Donaldson. I am human garbage. Everybody, it, it, it's not long until we get some more football. Yes, and we're mm. going to preview it. Yes, we are. It's going to be fun. We're going to predict exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. we'll get it completely right, like yeah. every week. That's right. Apart from last week, uh, of course. But and we every s- previous week. That's right. Well, that's not true because we got some right. Well, not everything. I think, so, I think somebody gave us a percentage, and I was not pleased with that percentage. That's it. <laughs> oh, is that right? But we're going to do our best. Do your standards are very high. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. You know, less than one hundred percent is not interesting. Oh, I don't actually agree with that. When it, come, when <laughs> yeah. it, when it comes to peak specifically, yeah, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly he's all right with the stats as well. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah he loves the stats. Well, no, to be fair, he said he didn't like the stats. Yeah, yeah. I was displeased right. with the stats. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, before we talk about the football, we start with the sad news of the passing of Graham Taylor. Yeah, yeah. very sad. I was mm. very, very sad to hear that earlier today. I mean, obviously, I mean, clearly a really accomplished manager and achieved a great deal in the game. I mean, the, 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 the work he did at Watford, particularly oh, yeah. moving up from the fourth division up to the top flight. I think he moved them from the fourth division to second in the top flight. I think in six years. Incredible. And then people talk a lot about what Eddie Howe's done at Bournemouth, and rightly so. But Taylor did that mm. a long, long time ago. And also after that, he then took Villa out of the then second division and they finished second, second as, as well. well yeah, so, I mean, we were talking a little while ago about, you know, who's the English manager that's come closest to winning the Premier League. Mm. And obviously it was Ron Atkinson and Kevin Keegan. Very shortly before the formation of the Premier League, Taylor did the same twice. Mm. And, and he rose to the top of his game and became England manager. Of course, it didn't work out as he would have hoped. And, you know, there are a lot of reasons for that. And, mm. you know, we don't need to go into that here. But one of the things that struck me about, about Taylor is, is that I remember his management career, but I remember him a little bit more as a, as a pundit and as someone mm-hmm. who had like a great passion for the game and was yeah. actually quite knowledgeable. So a statesman of the game. I think so. Well, yeah. a, a lot of, a lot of younger, younger listeners will only know him from like um, Five Live or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It, and he was one of the best, if not, but I'm going to say one of the best um, yeah. core commentators. I think. Very knowledgeable, very passionate about the game, and everyone mm. seems to. I have not didn't, didn't meet the guy, but everyone was saying he, he, he's a lovely man to boot as well. And 72, that's no ways these days, mm. really. Very sad. You look mm. at, I mean, you look at the tributes that are part of it today. If you're a bit of. Um, a horrible person just be a nice bloke yeah, and everyone yeah. when you go that's right. everyone will just shower you with compliments or because we'll you. there's not a single dissenting voice this, this afternoon <clears throat> what what 
a sweet, gentle mm. man who retained a level of enthusiasm into his into his twilight years. In being possibly England's most badly treated manager. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, we, and we've got some doozies. Yeah, in my that. goodness. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think it's a time or place to be going to how badly he was treated by the press, yeah. as was his predecessor, by the way. Mm, England. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's absolutely the case, and you know it's very very sad to see him. See him and go. interesting, Les, uh, just on the back of the point you were making there, Pete, about him being a decent bloke and his predecessor for the England job, Sir Bobby Robson. You know, w- when these characters that they do um, pass away, sadly, often you get everybody saying you're wonderful people, blah 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 blah. blah. Well, as you say, just be not be a better person. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of some people who say those things as well, you think, well, um, I've said the same about you, Marcus. So to be fair, well, I'm a nice person. <laughs> of Thank course, you Thank always. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And on that note, we're going to move on to the the, the soccer balls. Yes, um, Spurs are up against West Brom. Often a tricky one for Spurs. This, I think, at first glance, people see this game and they think that is a Spurs win. They say mm. they just think Spurs are a good team. Yep. They're in good form. Last time out, they, they they beat Chelsea, and that was a fantastic result for them. Mm-hmm. West Brom are something of a bogey team for Spurs. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I wonder if there'll be a little bit of the... I'm setting myself up for a massive fall here, as, <laughs> as I tend to do every week. But I, think, I wonder if there's something that, of after the Lord Mayor's show about this. And I did a little bit of research and looked into Spurs' home form over the last three or four seasons, which is obviously generally good, because yep. they're a good team, and they have been more recently. Um, but if you look at the teams that have beaten them at White Hart Lane in the league over the last four seasons... So last season, Newcastle, Leicester, Southampton... Season before that, West Brom, Liverpool, Newcastle, Stoke, Aston Villa and Man City. Uh, Then West Ham, Newcastle, Liverpool, Man City and Arsenal. And before that, Chelsea, Wigan and Fulham. It's not just the big teams that Mm. they are losing at home to. Now, more recently, as in... Newcastle every season there. Yeah, Newcastle, Newcastle, (laughs) 100%. And Newcastle have definitely had the last laugh over Spurs. (laughs) 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 I'd much rather be Newcastle. (laughs) 5-1 on the last day of the season, Uh, once we've already been relegated. And I think we all agree with that. (laughs) All all I'm I'm saying is that, that, that it's not a cut and dry game, this. And it'll be an interesting game to, to watch, obviously, mm. as it is on TV as well. So. Spurs are unbeaten at home this season so far, though. Mm. Um, but I think w- you kind of know what you're going to get with a West Brom away performance, don't you? They'll be, I think, very similar to the way they were at the Emirates, which will be just... Make it hard. Just, yeah, just an absolute brick wall. And uh, you would look at Tottenham, as you say, and think they've probably got the energy to, to knock that wall down. But, you know, as you say, they've struggled against them before, and they are, they are so disciplined, West Brom. Spurs but, have won one of their last seven games against West Brom in the Premier League, I think. That's, that's a crazy and, and also, Brunt is back for the Throstle Monsters. The, the Throstle Monsters? Well, the Throstles. That's what they used to be called. Up until the 80s, they were. <laughs> and they became the, the Baggies. The Throstles. The it's a bird. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Know. Either but way, then, it sounds like a weird cottage. But, but to be fair, we, <laughs> yeah, but we've, we've, uh, we used to call. West Brom WBA, didn't we? Yeah. West Brom mm, and Germany, and then they became West Brom. There's a little bit of a rebrand. I like baggies. Do you like baggies? baggies? Yeah, yeah, I like baggies. the baggies. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a headline writer's dream. Do you know what? The, <laughs> the, the last time that West Brom this season lost to a side which wasn't the superior side was, was on the 10th of September away to Bournemouth. Since then, they've, they've lost to Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea, um, Arsenal and, and Manchester City. Obviously, it, that's in the league because the Derby loss in the Cup was very surprising. Mm. They don't lose to um, sides that really that often that are, are poorer than them. Mm. So they're hard to beat. And are you it, suggesting Spurs are poorer no, than them? No, no, no. What, what I'm <laughs> suggesting is... But since they got hammered by Manchester City 4-0 against the bigger sides, it's off the top of my head, it's only been by the odd goal, maybe apart from the Manchester United game when they scored late on. So I, I think Pulis 
he's having he's having a lot of joys. We can see by the league table with West Brom mm. this season. He's figuring things out, mm. and it wouldn't be that much of a shock in this studio if West Brom got a point or something. I, like I, I would agree with that. I, I do think I do think that that's absolutely the case. Purely because I think that Spurs have a track record. Whether you know whether you like it or not, Spurs have a track record of slipping up mm-hmm. occasionally, and it is only mm. occasionally. Yep. At home against teams you would expect them to be that against teams that every fan who goes to White Lane for that game is thinking we should win here mm-hmm. we should win this game they probably think we're not going to because we're Spurs yeah. but they, they think they should win it and and so that's, to that end West Brom are also in, in a good period of form as well they've got individuals performing well like Matt Phillips who Jim mentioned quite a few times who so so the, the, the ingredients are there shall mm. we say can somebody please say Spurs four nil no because, because we've said too much about West Brom no, no, clearly, <laughs> I know. Um, uh, well Deli Ali is in such good form that you wouldn't you know you wouldn't put it past him to, to have a big impact on the game. I wonder if Tony Pulis will start Sado Berahino just to try and sell him at the end of the game. <laughs> you still want this deal? You still just, maybe we can. No, that would, that would, this? That would jeopardise the whole deal, Jim, because then they'll see how he plays at the moment. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe he'll play him just so he hopes he gets injured and they can't send him so he can keep him in this in this just as a little <laughs> that he's yeah. well, but, but there is talk that West Brom are lining up a bit of a Christian Benteke involved in Sado as see, part of the deal. You know, I love this because at first glance this looks quite dull, but this is this is amazing. This is Sam and. and Tony Pulis, Big Sam and Tony Pulis duking it out for a target oh. man with Sido involved. So much drama. <laughs> so much human drama. I think that Benteke, I, don't, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Benteke left um, Palace under Allardyce at some point, even mm. though he's not been there very long and he costs a lot of money. I think Allardyce doesn't think he works hard enough. He's obviously big on the wage bill, Benteke, mm-hmm. and mm. I think he'd rather free him up to get to get mm. other players. Not, I mean, I, would he not work well with an Allardyce side? I mean, Allardyce likes I don't to... think he's hard working enough. I think as well, it's, it's okay. an unusual one from Pulis's point of view because, with that in mind, and given the the fee that Benteke would cost, if you factor all those things in, I don't think he's really an upgrade on on, on Rondon unless he's sort of looking ahead to perhaps him. losing him, yeah. heading their way up the table. <laughs> big man, big man up top. He's seen he's seen uh, the headed goals that Rondon's got this so, season. Th- that's why I think it's su- partly a little bit surprising that, that Pulis is. If he is, I mean, this is all paper talk, but if mm-hmm. he is being linked with him, because I don't think he's hard work enough, hard working enough consistently for Pulis either, yeah. and so. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit more nuanced than just saying, oh, he's a big man, he's a big target man, so yeah. managers like him. I think it's more to it than but that. But he does score goals in the Premier League, and there's not that many, relatively speaking, Ben Teke is a better player than that as well. He's, you know, it's not like he's you know, a complete donkey with a ball at his feet. No, he's, I don't think he is. No, 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 no one's saying that. And Big Sam, of course, is uh, up against another former club of his, West Ham, away uh, the, the Palace go to the London Stadium. Sammy Lee's joined him in his coaching staff. Nice. Yeah, in the band. Lovely. Absolutely. It's Love nice it. to see them again, uh, together again. And uh, uh, but Zaha won't be there for Palace. No, he's in the in African Cup of Nations. He's in Africa. on Saturday, doesn't he? Oh, it's a great tournament. It's we love fun, it. Isn't it. We really do love it. Um, he set up a goal in his debut against Sweden. His, his England debut was against Sweden as well, I think. Oh, what was that booming? Uh, that was me uh, whacking my black and white Newcastle United scarf against the microphone, if you must know. Luke, Pre- did you want to stop the show for that? No, I don't. Good. I, I would very much like to inform listeners that you are absolutely a man who wears a scarf indoors. Yeah. They had their suspicions. Yeah. <laughs> now they've been confirmed. Never a cravat. And, like, no. The air conditioning's on as well. It's very temperate in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Marcus likes it real cool in here. It's because I'm real hot. <laughs> and hairy. <laughs> Let's face it, hairy. Aren't we all, though, in a way, Peter? <laughs> well, listen, Crystal Palace are 2-1 to one to beat West Ham away from home, mm. just to come in that, with Bet365. So £10 on them, or it's only £30, including your stake. It's a, it's a fascinating game because of the subtext, and we love a subtext mm. on the show. What, what I want to say, speaking of that, is um, Dimitri Payet looking like he's refusing to play for West Ham and, and looking like he's being moved on. It's a standoff. It is Imagine a stand-off, what a Karen yeah. Brady tip makes of that. And horse stand being off and we all, and we, <laughs> in the stadium. <laughs> and we all know how 
how I both turn out in terms of player power. But what I did notice is that um, the uh, adult white We've Got Payette t-shirts in the West Ham store are, have been reduced from £20 to £5. £5? Oh, so now, now is the time to move, because you never know, he might stay. Yeah. Yeah. He might stay. Short the stock. If he stays, you made £15 there. Yeah. You made £15. Absolutely. And also, as well, if he leaves at the end of the window, there's a few, a couple of weeks maybe left. Yeah, but apparently Payette's motivation is that his family have not settled in London. He's, he's, he's got a wife and three children. and apparently no, it isn't, it's because West Ham are rubbish at yeah. the moment. He was sold the West Ham dream. That goes without saying. <laughs> he is not beneath blaming his family for his own football. <laughs> blaming his family. My idiot children <laughs> are more on young children. Can't even speak. <laughs> They're so stupid. <laughs> Always to go back to France. Jim Campbell. You know who wants I him never back? said Jim Campbell in anger, but Jim Campbell. But you know Marseille want him back? That club is an absolute ramble graveyard. This is the players they've got there. <laughs> Florian Tovan. Nice. Baffer Timby Gomez is nice. there. Uh, Rod Fanny's there. Oh, uh, enemy of football. Lasana yeah. Diara. He's oh there. God. Remy Caballa's there. Uh, Caballa, sorry. Last year I played for Portsmouth. He did, yeah. And then Portsmouth. went to Real Madrid. Played for Arsenal. And he yeah, played, played for, for a bunch of players. Real Madrid, Jim. And yeah. um, Clinton NG is, on, is there on loan from Spurs oh, right, as well. Yeah. Wow. You will always make your money back with Marseille. You will always make your money yeah. back. Is, is Fabian Barter still in goal? No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and his ball still playing <laughs> on, on the wing. Jimmy Bullard's there as well. What, Joey Barton? One thing I forgot to say about the old Palace situation with Ben Teke, now we're talking about that game, is another reason I think Allardyce wants to move him on is because he's got um, Kevin Nolan and El Hasju for this site. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get them both for that. Get them both in. That's great. I mean, Pai, he wasn't really given that much of an outlet. There's nobody up top for West Ham, and that's the problem. So Pai, it's one of those rare... It's, it's only my observation, but, and obviously there's been other problems at West Ham off the pitch, at the stadium and all that other stuff. Um, but I think Payet's one of those players where he, he's so inspirational because he's so talented. Mm-hmm. He lifts the other the rest of the team. Mm, yeah. Now, it's not an excuse for those other players not to be performing, but it's no coincidence that Payet has been it, well, he's probably still been one of their better attacking players oh, but he's, he's just been so inconsistent mm. and he can't lift the team and the team can't go rally yeah, around yeah. him because he, they don't know what he's going to do and if you look at um, okay he came on when they were what, about 4-0 down against Man City in the cup mm-hmm. he looked like he didn't want to be there mm. he, he just, well, that, he, there's, yeah. been, there's been occasions there where he's not just played badly he's looked like he doesn't want to be there yeah. and, so, I, and that's worrying but I think you know we, we look at West Ham from last season they did overachieve and you know Everyone was saying, you know, they want to keep these players together and the players want to stay because they want to play in a new stadium. They see it as an exciting new chapter for the club, but it, it just hasn't worked out that way, is it? The st- no, the, you know, not so far. The, not the so atmosphere far. in the stadium is something I guess they probably couldn't have quite predicted. Um, so it's, I, I think a big part of it's that, that, that you know, all, the, all of those motivations to stay at the beginning have, have evaporated and the family situation is obviously a difficult one. But the thing with Pyatt and the family thing, I don't mean to be d- disrespectful because I don't know his situation or his family. And Jim's already done enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think Jim was probably being sarcastic in his defence. But, but <laughs> I don't is, even know anymore. Yeah, but but Pyatt... But, but that's no excuse to refuse to play. Absolutely, I mean, you are still being paid. You are still an employee of that club. <laughs> what does it say to the you know to, to the clubs that you're uh, you're hawking yourself around? Indeed. So I know he very specifically wants to go to Marseille, but we do see players do this quite a lot, and it's just it just mate, he is brilliant, though, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is bloody brilliant. On his day, he's I think that, I think for Payet, he had a wonderful season, of course, last year. He was one of the best players in, in the Premier League. He then went to play for France in the Euros. They got to the final, and he's, you know had a reasonably decent tournament. Um, I think. 
he scored the great goal in the opening game. It was it was a wonderful time for Bart, and he chose to stay on at West Ham because you know how good he'd played with them. The supporters loved him, and there was a new stadium coming. And he's clearly gone there, and it's just not worked out. Well, they, thinks, did, they didn't sign the players to go around him. I yeah. mean, the derisory offers for Sunderland players. Right. I mean, it, it, exactly. this isn't well. Presumably, West Ham will be happy to accept a three million pound bid for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. By yeah. their own standards, well, would you like that? with Robert Snodgrass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> they'd probably take that, given that Pyatt's <laughs> refusing to play. I'm not sure Pyatt would take that, by the way. Mm. But I, I think I think West Ham probably were at this point. If you've got a player who's refusing to play for your team, yeah. and you, you can't make. I just don't feel that you can make excuses for him when he when he goes to those sort of measures. No, I'm not making excuses. I'm saying to, to try and get inside his head. If you if you look at all that going on, he thinks to himself, um, "29 is he? 29? He's not. He's certainly no younger than that. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he thinks to himself, you know, I might only have a few years left. I would like to go back to Marseille. It's a club I know very well, and then they love me there, and so on and so forth. Try and get them in the Champions League or whatever it may be. His his motivations, and then go to China, and then yeah. go to China. But, Enjoy but, settling there, kids. On yeah. the, on the, in the international I, school. I think that's what he's probably thinking. And he's, he's thinking, oh, sod this. But that's poor. That's but very on, unprofessional. If sta- it is on the stadium thing, and it's not worked out, everyone would have hoped. And I, I do take all those points, and Pete makes the points about not signing players. It's only, they've only been in the new stadium for like six months. Well, you know, what sort of me- mm. message does that send out well, for the club as, as, a, as, a, as, 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 a, as a whole yeah. uh, entity when they say, well, the best player, because six months hasn't quite gone as he, as he expects, he's not going to play anymore? <laughs> and it's, it's mad. Yeah. You, can't, I mean, you can't live your life by any no, of those standards. I, I agree. Like, the, I guess one step further from that is them turning up to training and they can't train because Pyatt's nicked all the balls. Yeah. He's taking them all home. I'm not happy. If I'm not playing, no yeah. one is. Yeah, quite. Right, it's, yeah, ridiculous. Wouldn't happen under Big Sam. Well, or well, would it? I'm sure well, there's maybe well. examples. He's trying to get Carl Jenkinson in. Carl Jenkinson's a funny one. He reminds me of when I sometimes have dreams that I play for Arsenal, and it starts off well, and then I realise I am quite profoundly not a footballer, <laughs> and I'm very quickly about to get found <laughs> out. And he, he's quite—he's very much a confidence player. Sometimes he looks really good, but when his confidence is low, he looks like he thinks he shouldn't be there. You know, like, <laughs> he's, like he's definitely he's got the it. manner of someone that it make, it, yeah, it makes him quite sloppy-shouldered. I mean, uh, to call back to the last the last show, I would put him in uh, the list—the ever burgeoning, uh, growing list of my, of players that Arsenal think has not improved. Well, we've had a bit of a response <laughs> to... Uh, yeah. Oh, haven't we just? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've grunched the numbers and I've, I've limited grunched. it to... I've grunched the numbers. <laughs> I've grunched them. Grunched yeah. it it's, like, it's like crunching them, but it's a bit more sort of aggressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the only players I can think of that Wenger has improved over the last five years... Disclaimer that Luke can think yeah, of. It's me. It's me. It's, me. it's, not, it's not your guy's opinion. I understand <laughs> that. Is uh, Laurent Koscielny, yep. uh, Nacho Monreal... Mm-hmm. And Hector Bellerin. Um, um, Be- Olivier Giroud is, is in there. He's a oh, far better player than he was when he arrived. Really? Yeah, hugely so. Right. He had no legs when he appeared. <laughs> even, if, even, if I, even if I give you that, I would, I would, <laughs> I would, I would say that every single British player that he signed has gone backwards. All right, well, enjoy your time, Coen Brown. Aaron Ramsey. Oh, come on. Are Aaron Ramsey going backwards? Well, as in, as in, Aaron, Aaron Ramsey had a fantastic season a couple of years ago, and he's, he's certainly not at those, at those heights at the moment. I mean, he's, he's, it's not like he's in particularly bad form. But gone, he, gone backwards to, to the point of where the generally accepted rule of how mm. good they could be. Okay. So I've got. Every single, without exception, Aaron Ramsey, Jack Wilshere, Theo Walcott, Carl Jenkins, and Kieran Gibbs. Yeah, but it's so inconsistent. Like, yeah, unbelievably that, I mean, inconsistent. He's been I don't 10 think, years I now. I don't think anyone can do anything about that. 
Well, I think that's just part of Theo Walcott's game, isn't it? I'd say the manager could have a fair go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think there are certain players. I mean, obviously, he's the, the, the one man who does have to have a go. Did but I, I think to, some people are sort of beyond. Did I get to Kieran Gibbs? Yeah, I don't say shame enough. Yeah, but Kieran yeah, Gibbs has yeah. been kept out of the team by the improvement of Nacho Monreal. So, you know, you can't have everything. We can all make excuses as to why these haven't happened. Emmanuel Frimpong. Anyway, I'm going to get Arsenal tweets again. I've just thought I'd take it head on, grab the ball. I want everyone to know he's grinning. Yes, you like it, don't you? Of course he is. Listen, truth hurts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, Arsenal, uh, will they improve um, Cohen Bramall? For, they've just signed from non-league Hednesford that's, Town. That's salve to the Arsenal fans' wounds, isn't it? <laughs> Have you heard of Hednesford Town? <laughs> no, what? But again, what? though, like, the, the idea, he's not one for now, is he? No. Like, it's not, he's 20. Uh, he's 20. It's a story <laughs> because he's been signed from non-league quite late for a footballer. No, that's why it's a story. But if you're signing, you know, if you, just because you're not signing a sort of superstar that goes straight into the team doesn't mean that you shouldn't be signing players Jim, elsewhere. Jim, think about this. If, we really, go to town, if we really go to town on him now, he's <laughs> almost certainly going to win the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <The thing laughs> is, though, what, what I like about it, Jim, is he, Arsene Wenger does this. He'll sign like, a couple of sort of mid-range players and then he'll sign like a young French kid. Yeah, yeah, no go. Yeah, and, and, and people go... Improved. Oh, well, you know, Yaya Sanogo, there's always him. Just want to let you guys know while we're on this, Yaya Sanogo's um, Twitter handle is Sanogol. So no, she was thought about that. And when was the last time he scored a goal? It should just be a countdown. I don't even know where he's on loan. A timer going up, to, <laughs> to, and it resets again when he scores. What, what, I, what I would say is that this um, coin chap, he used, to, he got made redundant from Bentley just before Christmas. Yes. So he's lost his employee discount, and then he gets given a load of money. So (laughs) he can't buy himself a Bentley. He's damned if he does, and he's damned if he isn't. Well, obviously he's come out of non-league, which makes me remember that I would really like to dip into the timeline where Jamie Vardy actually did sign for Arsenal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it weird to think that Vardy could be an Arsenal player right now? For for the record, though, Jim, I am not judging any way Cohen Bramwell. I've never seen him play. I'm (laughs) sure there are players that slip through in there. Yeah. Plus, I've got plenty to be getting on with all the other Arsenal players. Yeah. And he plays at left back. And they've always yeah. had trouble there, so yeah. it's fine. Three. <laughs> and when uh, Vega can no, always always pull Christopher Ray out of the cupboard or something <laughs> like that, you know, there's plenty in there. It's, Listen, it's, it's open season on Wenger. Let's leave it there. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Ozil, he said that he's not going to sign a new deal until Wenger's contract yeah, I is. I think that's uh, going to be fairly, uh, fairly yeah. common. I, I read that, Jim, and again, this is me having another dig at Arsenal. <laughs> I read that as like Arsenal Wenger lets me do whatever I want. I don't want to sign unless he's signed. <laughs> like when uh, when Zaha went to the United, and by the time he turned up Ferguson had long gone yeah. he, he, had no, he had no chance of making a future there I think that's Ozil going Wenger's lost it a bit and I don't think he's going to get a new deal so this is my get out clause yeah. literal get out clause you, you know what this is you know when you're at school and there's a kid who always talks about sex in really puerile terms and he turns out to be the biggest virgin around no I, can I'm you stop pointing at me is. please no <laughs> I'm pointing at Portsmouth FC. Oh, come on. That is... We won the FA Cup. Beat Aaron Ramsey in the yeah. final. Get yeah. in there. You won, you won the FA Cup on holday yeah. at the caravan site yeah. and no one can see the cup. Oi. They can see it written in the history books. Yeah. My cup goes to another school. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Do they have to share the cup? Yeah. You know, they yeah, have yeah. to go around. Um, but Arsenal are away to Swansea. They are. Yeah, they're away to, to Paul Clem- Clement, Clement and Claude McAlealy Swansea. He should be called Paul Clement now. He should. Yeah. And Clement. And, um... Of, or um, when he starts um, when he starts doing badly, which I think he might do, <laughs> he should be called Paul Inclement. Nice, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. and he go go back, don't they? Because uh, Clement was a co- coach at Chelsea I, when he was there. I imagine Clement's worked with every good player ever. Well, apparently, the last this, ten years at least. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, this came about because McAlealy just rang him up and said, "Can I um, can I join Swansea?" And he was like, "Yeah, brilliant." 
Shove that up your ass, Paul Merson. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Macalalia. Me, Macalalia's ringing me. He doesn't even know who you are. <laughs> he invented his own role. Call me a PE teacher now. I've got Claude Macalalia yeah. in the car. <laughs> there were no yeah. defensive midfielders until Claude <laughs> Sports <laughs> found that Claude Macalalia was an underrated. Yeah. You, you feel like he could do a, do a job for them still. Oh, exactly. yeah, he, probably, he, probably, he probably could. He probably could. <laughs> no, come on, everybody's been saying that on, on social media. What? Macalee can still do a job for them? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. I but, reckon he probably could. But they haven't said that he's the most underrated assistant coach ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, it's, uh, Arsenal surely should uh, should win that one, Jim. Yeah, um, we say that about Arsenal and Swansea all the time, and then we don't know. Well, Swansea yeah. are 6 to 1 with Bet365 to upset the North Londoners and record the wins. £10 will return £70. Pound, £70? Pound? £70, including steak. Lovely. <laughs> or Clemore. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, more Premier League stuff to talk about after this. I'm so fancy, but you already know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the football ramble. I'm so fancy, but you already know. Just sensational. Sensational. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show, everybody. Um, yeah, before we move on, I'm mm-hmm. sure Arsenal Wenger can improve a lot of Swansea players this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you batch, you remember, batch. Remember, Pete loves Arsenal as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a soft spot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Burnley versus Southampton. The Saints, hey, were in great form against Liverpool in the League Cup. Mm. They were fantastic. They good. were really, really good. 1-0 win. Possibly should have been more. It should have been more, but they needed that, didn't they? Because they'd lost three on the bounce in the league. Yeah. So, you know, getting getting back into form um, is, is absolutely crucial for them. This is a tough one, though, isn't it? I was impressed with them against Liverpool. I thought uh, they'd lost three on the row, on, on the, in a row, I think, in, in the, the league. league. Yeah. yeah, and they... And, um, they had their, their problems in the FA, FA Cup as well, but I thought against Liverpool they were fantastic. And, and you know, the way that the, the football is and the way that the size of the club that Liverpool are, the, the headlines after a game like that are always going to be Liverpool were sort of strangely listless mm-hmm. and they played badly, which they did, by yeah. the way. And, and that was also strange because I wasn't expecting a, re- I was expecting a reaction after Plymouth. But um, Southampton were very good. I mean, they stopped them playing. They, they weren't intimidated by their sort of attacking threat. Um, and um, they, they should have, I mean, they might come to regret not being two or three up against Oh, yeah, I think that. Because they, they, they should have well scored a few. I like just seeing Jamie Carragher tweeting for F's sake, get out there with a 1 0 loss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Absolutely right. Yeah. I, I, I also, it, made, it got me thinking a bit about. Um, Jordan Henderson and Sadio Mane well, yeah, both, both, right. both obviously really good players but I think Henderson it, was absent for the Plymouth game and absent again against Southampton mm-hmm. and he's not been absent an awful lot this season and, and, and he's an underrated player as far as he, tran- he transitioned to attack really quickly he moves the ball quick when he's at his best just taking one or two touches and bringing everything together he's a fantastic mm. player and they yeah. really miss him and they also miss um, Mane stretching teams as well yeah. Mane's, Mane's a dangerous forward as far as he scores like, different types mm-hmm. of goals very quick and strong and I think, I think they sort of miss him as well because Sturridge isn't hitting any sort of consistency. No, he's not. Uh, although, although Sturridge has done all right in the League Cup so far this season but he, he just couldn't get anything going against them. Obviously we'll talk more about Liverpool uh, with the fixture coming up against Manchester United. Yeah. Um, but it was good that Redmond got a goal for Southampton. Yeah. Um, because Should have had a hat-trick. Well, well, uh, well, that sort of feeds into what I was yeah. about to say that um, his end product is often not the best. You know, he's a decent attacking player obviously can be quite creative from time to time. He's one of those players where you look at him and you think you've got the raw materials but sometimes his stats don't back that 
up um, yeah. so much. I haven't checked them. Uh, he's still got of, a big, like, big future ahead of him. Oh, of course yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, he's an excellent young player as well, and he's made the transition. Um, did he come up with Norwich when they were promoted? Yes, I think he did. He, did. Yeah. He, looked, he looked quite busy early in that season. I think. He's, he's I think he seemed involved in you know the majority of the good things they did. Yeah. I don't know that's probably yeah, certainly the start, over it a bit. But, but at the start of the season, I remember him sort of catching the eye a little bit, and yeah. so he's got a future ahead of him for sure. No, no, no definitely. And, yeah. uh, but I think he's his end product often with those type of sort of tricky wingers could be a little bit better. Perhaps be a bit more direct. Do you know what I mean? Like what Guardiola told Sterling to be. On, on, the, on the Southampton thing, I also think that Claude Puel's done a, a reasonable job. I know they're coming off the back of a bit of a mini slump and stuff, but it, the job he, he's got at Southampton is like it comes with its own pressure because Southampton is set up um, with a philosophy mm-hmm. and, they, and they know they're going to turn over managers and managers are going to move on as we've seen in the past most mm-hmm. recently with Koeman. And the manager who comes in is under pressure to fit in with that philosophy and keep them ticking over. Yeah, keep yeah. them as an established <coughs> Club. It's also, uh, sorry to cut in, but it's, it's, it's a strange one in that sort of the minimum expectation is overachievement. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I yeah, sort of know what you mean. I sort of know what you mean, but I mean, Southampton have traditionally been a Premier League team, and I know a difficult time of it um, when they went down to the third tier and all that. But I, th- I think now the managers, uh, the point I'm trying to make is the managers are under so much pressure to start into that philosophy that they've, they've got from yes. top to bottom in that club, bringing young players through and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. that. that it's just to do well, to, to maintain the equilibrium, mm-hmm. to maintain the status quo, is an achievement in itself, I think. It is. So, I mean, like I say, he's under a different type of pressure than some other managers. There, like is, a, there is a sort of glass ceiling with a club like Southampton, isn't yeah. there? Because with a lot of them, yeah. yeah well, Stoke as well, sure. we talked about last time out. Yeah. Right, exactly. And uh, with, with Southampton, it's difficult because when Koeman leaves and goes to Everton. Everton are, they've got a bit more of a history and, and tradition than Southampton. I mean, Southampton have got a great history and t- tradition themselves. Uh, but it is difficult. You know, if Koeman went to an Arsenal or a Manchester United, you could sort of see, oh, fair enough. But when he when he does go to Everton, yeah. it must be a bit of a signal for the it, Southampton fans. Yeah, there's the, the, the still a glass ceiling, it's just slightly higher. But Ever- mm. Everton have had some investment fairly recently. And yeah. I, think, I think, you know, even the most ardent of Southampton fans would, 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 okay. agree, that, that, would agree that Everton are a bigger club than Southampton. No, I, sure. I, think, I think Koeman's a little bit annoyed um, the lack of investment in the squad, uh, the well, they just 10 they, days of the... Uh, they they just confirmed Scheidlin today. 20, right. 22 million, a lot it's of money. They've got, they got another yeah. guy in the pipeline. They've, they've made some signs, to be mm. fair. But um, I was going to say, on the, on the Stoke thing, because you talked about a glass ceiling and that type of mm-hmm. club, the Stoke thing, I said last time, out, oh, why don't Stoke go for the FA Cup? And I got a load of tweets from Stoke fans going, we did, we played our best team, we're just terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> apologies if I missed that well, one. I got, I got a lovely tweet from, from somebody saying that uh, he was listening to some podcasts a while ago, like five or six years ago or something, and I said about um, Jordan Shakiri. You know, if, if he doesn't, uh, if, if he doesn't knuckle down and, and utilise his talents, blah, 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 he probably end up playing somewhere like Bolton. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, I, I was wow. going to say that. Um, speaking of Southampton in the, in the EFL Cup, they are nine to two with Bet three six five to win that this season, which is uh, ten pound returns fifty five pound, including uh, stake. And just on the Burnley thing, I mean, Southampton, if you want to get out of a slump, going away to Burnley is probably one of the toughest games you're going to yeah. get outside of those big, big mm-hmm. teams. And uh, it's very hard to say anything new about Burnley because you sort yeah. of know what you're going to get. They're terrible away; they can't score. They're really, really tough to beat at home. <laughs> and if that's if anything keeps them in the Premier League this season, it's going to be that. So not an easy assignment for Southampton this weekend. No, certainly not. Uh, Leicester at home to uh, Chelsea. Can they do what they did against Manchester City or oh, Leicester? Because they will be under the cosh against Chelsea, yeah. the league leaders. Do you think Chelsea course. will be? Will be? I mean, Conte will surely be looking for a reaction. 
Yeah, of course, yeah, off, off the back of the... the From the John Terry, who will definitely play. Mm. Yeah. Did you read that story Vardy about... Vardy would love that, wouldn't he? <laughs> Did you read that story about... Oh, that'd be brilliant. He, obviously, uh, he'd be suspended, though, won't he? Yeah. Sadly. Oh, but, right, but, yeah, um, yeah. Did, did you see, read that story about Conte getting everyone in the club Christmas presents? Like, every single member of staff at the club apparently got a Christmas... Whether it be a canteen or a charity. They got... Yeah, from Rawlinson's. <laughs> no, they got... They got a, they, apparently, they got a present... I only read this. I haven't, I haven't substantiated mm. it. But they got, they got a, a present, an individual um, letter written by Antonio Conte, oh. with, I think, um, some sort of Shakespearean quote at the end of it. Okay. So, nice to know that Conte is exactly like you imagined him. Yeah. Well, we said about Conte turning up at one of the staff parties. Normally, right. there's like a video message to, yeah. uh, to, to, to the staff, and he was there. Mm. And stayed for quite a bit. Didn't turn up mm. and go, right, everybody, you know. Mm. Um, so he's, he, he likes that uh, thorough approach to a club. You probably did that a lot at Juventus, where every little detail, try and make everybody in the whole place feel great. Mm. Would, it, would it be sickening to see... Um, see uh, N'Golo Kante sort of tearing it up at, uh, at the Casey well, that is, Yeah, they haven't thought of that. That is going to be mm. tough, isn't it? Because they're, um, they're without Mahrez, Slomani, and King Power and Stadium, the Casey Stadium. The King Power Stadium, sorry. Yeah, yeah they're without uh, Mahrez, Slomani, and Amati because they're all off uh, the African nations. Yeah. So that is going to be... That's that's a huge loss for Leicester, isn't it? I think, um, going back to what you said about the comparisons with the City game, I think Chelsea are just slicker, aren't they? And, and they're just they're just a better team than City this season, very, yeah, very clearly. I, I, I think get, Leicester I, are going to struggle with I this I don't one. get the impression Chelsea can be got at as much as City no. can at the back. <laughs> no, but, um, but Aiden Hazard is nine to two with Bet365 to be the first goal scorer in this game. So ten pound returns fifty five pound, including stake. I just, just wonder uh, with uh, go on, Jim. I was just going to point out Chelsea have loaned out three players today. Have they? <laughs> 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 Keep it That's a daily rate, Jeremy. Yeah, pretty much. I think if you, if you count a couple just before um, the deadline, the, the, the window opened in January, uh, I think it's eight players they've loaned out. They must make more the, money from end of December. They must make more money from player hire than actual gate receipts. Yeah. they must do. <laughs> yeah, they've incredible. Got, I think they've got 30, is it thirty-eight players out on loan in total now. They, I, don't, I don't really. Yeah, they lose money with blowing. I, I don't. I don't think they would take a huge amount of wage contributions. No, I don't think they do. I think it's mm. part of their. Stra- I think it's part of their strategy. Mm. They use it as development. Right, okay. Are they running a temp agency on the slide? It, it just, <laughs> seems, like, it just seems like when you hire a camera from like a sort of building. If like, we, we did a bit of investigation and found out like, that none of them were actually playing football. Like, one of them was like a window cleaner, <laughs> the other one was yeah. doing like, <laughs> car just, washing. Yeah, <laughs> sorting out those files that really need arranging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that would I was just going to say before we move on from that one with Leicester, maybe, I mean, this... Nothing else seems to be working. Maybe what they need is some of their bigger players like Mares to come out and Ranieri to think, right, <laughs> almost a case of unofficially we're not the champions anymore let's go back to a bit of a siege mentality let's yeah. defend to the hilt and let's try and nick something because trying to play a bit of expansive football whatever they're trying is just not really working well, try and nick something nick a player they're, like, oh, yeah, you might they're not do. bothered losing them <laughs> from Chelsea yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, we loan a, can we get a day loan <laughs> <laughs> um, you mean sort of how Leicester changed the, the style they changed into towards the back end of last season uh, yeah because they did do that they sort of started yeah, they did that. But, that, but that was to get the, but that was that was projecting one the leads to be fair I was going to say because they would go at teams because teams would defend, and then they would they would get the goal somewhere. But they went through a phase of uh, they started the season from my memory. They started the season very very openly, Quite and, and then towards the end they 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 really sort of just, just tried after, to get over the line. They basically. were after one nils. Yeah, I, 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 I take your point. I don't yeah. think people are going to set up against Leicester now as they would have done then because right. they, they don't people don't respect Leicester as a mm-hmm. team as much now, mm-hmm. do they? I think they need to mix it up. Yeah, quite the champions. Uh, Manchester United are hosting Liverpool. It's a the big, big one. one. Red Sunday. It is indeed. Uh, Manchester United obviously got a, a decent. Win against Hull in the in the League Cup. A two 0 win at home is is a pretty good score. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't see that game. I, I did watch the uh, Southampton Liverpool game, but I didn't mm-hmm. see that game. But Man United are in excellent shape. They're the, they're the form team in the Premier League mm-hmm. basically at the moment. Mm-hmm. They've won their last six, haven't they? I think they might. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Spurs have won the last five. So I, I can't think. Of, I can't think about this game without 
reminding me well, about thinking about when Liverpool went to Old Trafford. I think it was on the Moyes. And they won 3 0 and they absolutely battered them. Oh, it was and, embarrassing. And Liverpool almost. got three penalties and Gerard scored two and Suarez right. scored the other one. They won 3 0. Mm-hmm. That, 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 for me, as, as much as you know, United fans, I, I don't get annoyed about digging out United fans because they've had it their, their way for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But that, for me, is a classic Man United Liverpool game. That is a classic game in a classic fixture in the Premier League mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. What chance? Well, and, um, uh, and the 4 1 when, was it 4 1 when Torres. Uh, Took Vidic apart as well. Vidic went through a phase of getting sent off three times in a row against Liverpool, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. What not there, say, not there anymore, of course. I was going to say, um, you know, what, what chance Wayne Rooney to uh, break Bobby Charlton's record well, at Old Trafford against Liverpool. Could you imagine it? That would be wonderful for him. Well, it would be, be about time. <laughs> you know, it's, not, it's not all about Wayne Rooney. Yes, it would be good, but it's about time. No, but, you know, he's, he's just equaled it. What better fixture for him to actually do it in, in terms of the romance Look, of it all? Imagine if he came out and just went, I haven't been bothering scoring. <laughs> been been this game. <laughs> Don't have a go at him for, will for, if I want. for about to be breaking the, no, the time scoring Wayne, record. Wayne Rooney is, as I, I read someone say this um, a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, I think, and it was that Wayne Rooney's probably, um, for the things he's achieved, yes. he's probably underrated in his own country, in mm-hmm. his own time. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, he, he's capable of putting in the old stinking performance, and his form has been nowhere near as good as it has been in, in his pomp. But when we look back on Wayne Rooney's career, I think we'll be pretty respectful of the things he's achieved, both at club and international level. But not Absolutely. now. Not, not, right no, not right now. No. Still a silly <laughs> potato man. I want to have a cheap get, get, yeah, uh, dig yeah. at him, so I will. <laughs> yeah, right? okay. it's as simple as that. <laughs> ah, um, uh, it looks like, um, well, it, well, it has happened that Fellaini's uh, got an extra year on his Manchester United contract, uh, the, the, which is good news all round. Next does Latan. Let <laughs> everyone celebrate because Latan's got an extra year. <laughs> Shall we take Fellaini as well for another year? <laughs> Fellaini makes me feel um, inadequate as a football podcaster because mm-hmm. I don't, I still don't know what type of player he is. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I should know by now because he's been in the Premier League since like its inception. Yeah. Well, the, the best he's I a referee rouser. Yeah, he no, is I, that. I'd go with Hedera. Hedera. <laughs> he's Roger Hedera. I remember the role he played at Everton, but yeah, it is a bit difficult. But do you think at Manchester United, um, they said to, the, to, the, to whoever sorts out the contracts and all that kind of stuff, it's like, give the big guy a new, another Come year. On, <laughs> thinking it was Ibrahimovic. He was like, no, no, wrong, wrong big oh, guy. Has he signed it? Has it yeah. the, the ink dried? Brilliant, yeah. nice one. Or do you reckon he relaxed his hair and put it into his Latin ponytail? As latter, <laughs> maybe, but, maybe. Um, just taking it back to the game itself, as I mentioned earlier about Henderson, I think he's possibly doubtful for this one, isn't he? He's got. I think he's trying to shake off a heel injury, so I'm not sure if he's going to be fit, which is going to be a big, a big loss for Liverpool. Actually, yeah, I, I, I wonder if Liverpool are feeling the effects of um, Gag and Press plus Christmas because they do look a bit leggy, don't they? We're getting a bit too much turkey down them, too and much it's turkey, not and too, much, too much pressing. Yeah, I think Zlatan might be a doubt as well. He's been missing training through an illness. I apparently. think he will be fit. Oh, okay, he, he has he has been ill though. He's been yeah, but, but, sorry, I mean available rather than fit. He's always fit, isn't well, he? Well, I don't know. Has Emery Chan recovered from his wet willy? Oh no, I heard he about this. He's going to get him a call, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know why it's called a wet willy. Sure, it's a wet ear. But I'd, anyway. r- I'd rather have a broken leg. And then wet willy. It's just yeah. horrible, isn't it? It's <laughs> probably, but it's probably old school. It's probably it like is. something that Paul Gascoigne would do. Yeah. Go down the legs, you're going to get wet willy, mate. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when like people... Put like, your wet finger in his was, ear. There was a phase. I think it was around El Hasjouf's... Uh, I don't know why El Hasjouf's getting too many mentions today, but it, around when El Hasjouf was playing, mm-hmm. obviously he went through a phase of spitting at people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, when you, when oh, you say yeah. a phase, did he, what, twice? 
That's enough. That's enough. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's very much more than once. Don't do that again. Unless it's Mario Balotelli's contract, that's too many. That is too many. But I wanted to make was that people obviously spitting is disgusting. Spitting in someone's face is disgusting. It's the worst thing to do in football. You can two foot someone in the face and and kill them. But that's what if you spit at them. That's what I was going to say. Pundits went way over the top. They started saying it got to the point where they were saying, "I'd rather you nuclear bomb my entire family than spat in my face." You wouldn't. You wouldn't rather that. As well, El Hajjouf once broke a man's leg and said fuck you and fuck your leg yeah so, I mean, it's, <laughs> that was Jamie Mackey yeah. you shouldn't laugh Jamie Mackey the new Marcus Speller remember yeah, exactly Jim brought in as a replacement and let the reserves for Marcus Speller the very same <laughs> by the way I, I, I became too he old because I was unreplaceable yeah <laughs> and, and who else would have sat on that bit of the bench no exactly, other than me. exactly. well listen if Mackey had stayed on that bench he wouldn't have got a broken leg from El Hajjouf he wouldn't have become a but professional anyway, footballer so I can't remember the original point about spitting <laughs> uh, don't do it don't it's do it bad, yeah, yeah. Don't do it yeah. <laughs> what am I going to rush now then no you can't that is true if you said I'm you know, I'm going to take an axe to a, you know, a, a, an orphanage or something. Yeah. You know, that, that would be worse. Did you spit while you're doing <laughs> it? Did you spit while you're doing exactly. it? No, in which case it's bad, but I'd rather you did that than spat. Can we explore exactly. Marcus exactly. Speller, man of God's idea of yeah, attacking an orphanage with an axe? the first thing that comes into your head? Are we including well, we, the children in this on, or just the building? It takes so long. A nuclear bomb, let that one go. Yeah, but the thing with a nuclear bomb is it's just over, isn't it? But for everyone, yeah. more people. Marcus, I think everyone in this room knows I've got a bit of the dictator about me. Don't worry, don't worry that. Well, it's, not, uh, it's not. It's not. It's not out of form for me to say that sort of stuff. Can we talk about your court on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, your beloved LL court. Oh yeah, but but. Well, listen, for the listeners... For the listeners, <laughs> for the listeners benefit, you will explain. Yeah, I will, because you're talking about L.L. Bean, yeah. which is a brand that I particularly like to wear. Yep. Um, the president-elect has got involved and said he also endorses well, that particular clothing no, choice. Well, no, what actually happened was um, <laughs> one of the owners of L.L. Bean was outed or publicly or, or admitted, I suppose, if that's the right word, that she uh, funded Trump, Trump and yep. his campaign. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would say about that is there are like 55 owners of L.L. That's Bean. literally what their PR line was. It's only one... It's it's a company person. man. Yeah, disgusting. You paid for Trump. Yeah, in I'm a not way. talking to you. But, Fake news. You know what LL Bean do? They, they, they <laughs> lifetime guarantee everything. So bear that in mind. What, Trump's in forever? <laughs> when Trump's long gone, I'll be taking that coat back and getting a replacement free of charge. <laughs> Will it look exactly the same? It'll be hopelessly out of fashion if indeed it ever was. If you are listening, I'll be do get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. So. Let's end on a... Uh, before, or not end, rather, before we go to... No, um, I, I, wanted to um, oh, I wanted to give you an odds, because um, okay. the draw in this game between Liverpool and Man United with Bet365 is 12 to 5. So £10 returns £34, including stake. Ooh, I fancy that. <laughs> Let's go to Japan. Whoa! I'm pointing at you, Pete. All right. Because King Kazu has got himself a new deal. How's that, how is this man still getting 49-year-old? Marcus Fer- Kazu Yoshimura. Yeah, he's the he's a bit of a ramble favourite, isn't he? Mm. He's, he's a favourite, sure. I'm surprised he's not a Marseille. <laughs> 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 well, we don't he's 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 calling every is. day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, he's, he's right mm. next door and he can't get moved to I China. I'll take 50 grand a week. That's all I want. This man has had a wonderful career. I think he, he played in Brazil for a bit. He was the first Japanese player, I think, to play in Serie A. I played for Genoa. Um, he, he's played all over the gaff and he's still playing in second tier Japanese football for Yokohama FC. He will turn 50 on the 26th of Feb, which is just as the uh, the new uh, J2 league is kicking off. Which is the second the season. Right. So good. Yeah. Amazing it's effort. Absolutely. He's a forward as well, isn't he? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not a wing back, is he? <laughs> We've seen, well, there is a precedent set with that with Carnu. I've seen Carnu play up front and he has not moved a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like Alvaro Negredo when he's not playing like Old Trafford. That's basically <laughs> what this guy's like. Maybe Carnu thought that footballers, um, you know, 
eyesight is based on movement. Yeah, so they can't on. just stay hero. where you are. They they can't can't but surely he wants his teammates to see him. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we can second guess at what Carney wants. No, definitely not. I think, he's, I think he mis, uh, misinterpreted that as they, they can see you, but they're not bothered about you. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just let him do what he wants. It's just a deflection but, but the thing is, point. Yeah, but the thing is with King Kazu, he's, he's great in the air. I like that he's called King Kazu. Yeah. He's great. He's, he's good at getting his head on the ball. So that's always going to be, he's always going to be that height. I've got, yeah, he's not going to get short. Well, do, people do get short. Only slightly. The thing that really warmed my cockles over the last couple of days when it comes to uh, to football is um, I was uh, lucky enough to see the shortlist for the England under 21 manager New England under 21 oh, very overwhelming list. isn't it yeah. I saw this yeah. as well um, I, 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 I got a tear in my eye for those of you who haven't seen or heard it mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a run I'd like Marco Silva to get the job yeah. Paul Ince <laughs> Stuart Pearce oh, God. Steve Cottrell and A.D. Boothroyd <laughs> <laughs> now that is well, there will there will be an upset, and they say English managers don't get a chance. <laughs> I mean, you look at who got the main job, and then yeah. you go, well, there's got to be that's the crust on a. Shall we talk about scabs again? No. That's, the crust, <laughs> that's the crust on a big crappy pie, isn't it? Really, is there, is an underwhelming in, pie. Is there blood in the scabs? Do you know what, Marcus? My my, my re- one regret. Uh, actually, I have many regrets from last show. <laughs> right. The one the one main one was not going in harder on you on the scab thing. I think what I was mean? thinking about what I was going to say next. I I think it's a bit bloody rich to do this now. I that's think, all I'm saying, Luke I, Moore. I, I think bloody rich or a bit skin cellular. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that it's not all about the blood, it's about skin cells, which get there. Are you just repeating what you said? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm doubling down. Let's double down, come on. That's what I was going to say, you already doubled down, because not only were you wrong, you thought, right, I'm I'm firing up Twitter. I'm I'm unequivocally going into bat about this. Tuesday's my Twitter day. I think your first tweet was a doctor saying you're wrong. And and then you're on Wikipedia, screenshot all over the gap. It was an absolute car crash. The first line of the Wikipedia says, it's all about blood. I know. My point was that it wasn't all blood that just dries. Like no. I, I was basically questioning Marcus's medical training. I wasn't questioning mine. I wasn't uh, putting out my own knowledge. I was questioning Marcus's. No, you were looking for knowledge and putting it out there and trying to pass it. <laughs> I've been there, mate. Don't worry about that. I, uh, lo- I love how you're blaming me for, yeah. for you getting Do you want wrong? a bloody scab in a minute? <laughs> 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 but, mate, what you should have done, just dusted yourself down, got on with it, fought, fought another day. But you went into bat, didn't you? I'm you picking my own bat. scabs. You're up at, I'm a picker. You're up at God four in the morning picker. giving yourself scabs and putting it under a microscope <laughs> to prove that you were right. Although it's not completely beyond the realms of possibility. Your physiology is completely different to every human being. Yeah, yeah that's so. true. Can I just say on those uh, the England under-21s, you know, Pierce has had the job before, hasn't he? Yes, he has, yeah. So, so he, was, he had it for a very long time. Mm. He did. A.D. Boothroyd, I'm okay, that's not a bad one. But the, the, I think the, Boothroyd is... is um, since he's, he's he's managed to under, I think he's done the under twenty under twenties maybe. Yeah, he's, he's certainly been, done, he's been around the young. And, and I think Boothroyd, from what I know, is is not a bad one. But but Marcus, here's my problem with it. My problem with it is Steve Cottrell. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the problems. <laughs> but my problem with it is that I think that these guys and Stuart Pearce is definitely guilty of this. He'll point to his record of getting them to a final, getting them to here again. Yes. and it's it's not about that. No, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. Those under twenty one players should be in that setup for experience to learn their trade to be learning under a really good. Really Really well qualified coach mm. who's going to teach them things. Modern coach as well. Yeah. It's got yeah. modern methods and it sets them in good stead for their future careers as well. And it's not just about the English setup, most 100%. of the time as well. And, and, and I know I speak from within a massive glass house because I've never achieved anything in my life football wise. But no, to be perfectly frank, at the end of the current squad of under 21 players' career, 
if they win an under-21 tournament, no one is going to care. Mm. So they need to be preparing themselves for senior football. That's what the job's for. So to that end, it might be worth giving it to Booth for it because he's got experience working with young players. It's almost like a finishing school, isn't it, in a way? Should if be. you think. If you're, if you're good enough to play for your country at, at that level, then it should be that extra bit of coaching, as you say, that is forward-thinking and is modern. And, you know, it's, it's, gonna, it's just going to get your head right for the rigours of being an international. There are 23-year-old players who are playing in League 2 now that were in the England South. Oh, sure you know, right. like, at that I, age. I think, just to call that in a little bit, what I would say, my, my theory around that is that England generally do perform fairly well at, at a lot of age group levels. Mm. But my opinion on that is that they are so taught um, about physicality mm-hmm. that they're able to almost bully opposition. And then when they get mm-hmm. to senior level, they're not, they haven't got enough now. So they've not got enough technical yeah. ability. They've not got enough cuteness about them. Yeah. All they know is to is, and we've seen this with the England with the England senior setup. All they know is how to bludgeon people, and that doesn't work at, at senior level. Mm. So they get left behind. Everyone's got the same physiology. Everyone's strong. Yeah, everyone's those, quick. Because those other players from other nations who've prioritised technical ability, they all bulk up anyway at some point. And they, yeah. they fill out, and that's that. You know, mm. so it, it does really need to be someone who's focused on development. I, I do think that for the England under twenty one job, it, it should be an English manager. But can you imagine the state of some pundits if a foreigner got that oh, job? God. Oh God! <laughs> just just have a blackout, media blackout, right? It's time for our bet of the week. You want to have the bet of the week now? Okay. Yes, please, sir. The bet of the week with Bet365 yep. is ascending off in the main not a Liverpool yes. game. Yes. You see where we're going with this? Yeah. We talked about Vidic. He got sent off a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got sent off six times in his Premier League career. Three of those were against uh, Liverpool in a row. That's a nice, <laughs> nice stat. Remember yeah. the Steven Gerrard when yeah. he came on? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember Bomb that. off. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> That's his last one, that wasn't it? Good. So we've got, we've got, there's, there's a precedent been set. This, mm. this, this is certainly possible. Um, with Bet365, it's three to one. So £50 on that returns two. £200, including our stake, uh, with all pro- uh, proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. Uh, you must be over the age of 18, and please gamble responsibly. Uh, for more information, go to gamblerware.co.uk. But look out for a sending off in the big game of the weekend. Who would yes. you guys hazard a guess at? I'd go with Fellaini. Is he going to get a start, though? No, he came I, think, I think he's going to need a start. I think it start? might be get on late and... Yeah, just Rooney, 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 if he still cares. Let me rephrase <laughs> that question. Is Fellaini going to get a minute? Because <laughs> that's what he needs. Could, could be all he needs, though. Yeah, it could It'll be. come at the end, give away a penalty, get sent off. Do you know what Beautiful. I often think when I think about sending off some games? I think the best sending off you can get is the... Uh, they've changed the rule a bit now, so it doesn't happen as often, but the old goalkeeper professional foul, because you never know they've got to keep on the bench. Yep. If, if they haven't got to keep on the bench, you are in crazy town. <laughs> You're having the best Sunday ever. It's always like it's always not enough time, though, at the end. It's I, never I, like half the match. I will, like, not be oh. sa- I will not be satisfied. You're right. I will not be satisfied until an, out, an outfield player goes in goal in the first minute. Has <laughs> 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 that ever happened? That would be amazing if that's ever yeah. happened. Mm. Uh, Milner said no Milner's too professional to be said no. Which does he play left back or right back Mark I can't remember he's definitely the full back is he yeah okay right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little, Twitter, little Twitter joke for everyone there that's right yeah, yeah. Don't, need to ex- don't need to explain it Sky Sports got it wrong did they yeah it's their fault uh-huh. don't shoot the messenger is that what yeah. you're saying in a way I'm digging out one yeah. of the big boys in a way I just wanted to stick with the party line <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr Trump now it's time to look ahead to the weekend yes um, our <laughs> I'm ready for the weekend Probably, probably get a jingle in there again, mate. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, Not that. Come on. Oh. That can't be every single. <laughs> Biffy Clara getting rich off us. We haven't, no, got, any, we haven't got any money. That's true, actually. We haven't got any money. Yeah. Listen, Biffy, if you're listening, come and get it. We've got yeah. nothing. I'm on the ramble. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we've got nothing to show for this endeavour. <laughs> it's Mr. Um, Clara. I introduced yeah. Biffy Clara on a stage at a church yesterday, Marcus. Did yeah. you? Yeah. There you go. They're named, after, they're named after Cliff's Biro, aren't they? Yeah, they used to be so called um, Cliff Richard's Biro. That became Cliffy Biro. Is that true? Apparently so, yeah. Anyway, I 
been asking listeners what they're looking forward to about the weekend. Um, yeah, as you can imagine, uh, and this is a bit of a running theme for me, so I'll keep it brief. A lot of it was terrible. But <laughs> some of it is is is. Stop having a call, the listeners. This is like Monday. Some of it is passing muster. <laughs> Doesn't even acknowledge that. No. Um, so Claire Shepherd's been in touch. She said, uh, "This is probably for Marcus. Really, it's the winter break in the Scottish Premiership. This is a pretty boring weekend ahead." Yeah, right. <laughs> you agree <laughs> that? Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be battling down the hatches, right? Oh, I'm hibernating as yeah, well. Winter, yeah. I mean, winter break, <laughs> really. Yeah, no, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, what does that last for? That probably lasts from three months. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably lasts from like <laughs> September to May. <laughs> Sun doesn't come up once. No. If you want to play in August, waterlogged pitch. Having to go oh. Arsenal, Scotland. The thing is, <laughs> we have Hang on a minute. You're, yeah. The Scottish. They're on the same island. Us. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, it's the the J- jury's out, Marcus. Yeah, let's, have a, let's have a battle about the, that. The tropical southeast of speak, England. Speak to Mrs. Sturgeon about that, mate. There's <laughs> a, a big hole off the, uh, in the Horn of Africa, so you know we could have another co- continent there. I just where's what? that come from? <laughs> what? <laughs> the continents are breaking apart. We're not going to see it for 22 million years, but I'm, I'm getting in on the ground early. Marcus Theobald. He's been Great in touch. name. He's Great a good name. name. Isn't it? Nice to have a Marcus I'll, in there. I'll be honest, I chose that because of his name. Good. Um, I can't remember what he said. No, uh, he said, I'm looking forward to matches being cancelled due to half an inch of snow. Yay! <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Just get the orange uh, yeah. ball out, lads. I know. State um, of emergency. This is, this is one from Ali Clough. He says, I'm not looking forward uh, to the weekend, but I'm looking back on this and I wanted to mention it. Morpeth played away to South Shields in the FA Vars. Morpeth were winning 4 2 with six minutes to go. <laughs> the floodlights failed mm-hmm. and the match was a Abandoned. After meeting with the FA, they decided the game should be replayed from the beginning. <laughs> the replay was last night and South Shields won 4 0. Oh, that no. is a stinker, isn't it? That is an but absolute stinker. What I would say is, I would be on your side here, Alan. I'm sure the rest of the team would be too. But when we played live in Newcastle, quite a few South Shields player ca- players came along and were really nice. So I'm on their side. Yeah. So, mm. sorry Do you remember about when that. Real Madrid had to, to replay like six minutes? That's right. Yeah. yeah. But That's imagine if we playing it from the beginning. That's it's annoying. outrageous. It's a knockout as well. FA Vars. It's like a cup competition. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a cup competition. Yeah. It's like a cup Competition. As far as it is a cup competition, <laughs> best of three. Yeah. It's a vast competition, as Jim said. This is this is a nice one, and I knew I could include this because I knew no one would come up with a joke this good. Uh, <laughs> so I'm bigging up the listeners when they deserve it. Uh, is Kevin, this the one I sent in? Kevin, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, it's from uh, Darkus Mellow. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, from Kevin Crows. He says, seeing Cloud McAlealy as part of the Swansea staff is what I'm looking forward to this weekend. Rumor has it they offered it to someone else, but he just intercepted it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very good. Yeah, <laughs> good. It's for everything. We should. Fair in a year's time, the whole show is just going to be that sort of thing. And I thought I would, um, I would actually end on a nice tribute to Graham Taylor from yeah. a listener, George Young. Um, I really like this message you put on the Facebook page, so I wanted to share it with you all. He said, um, the opposite of a highlight today with the sad passing of Graham Taylor, we don't have many famous sons or daughters in Scunthorpe, and even fewer who we can be as proud of as Graham Taylor. His old man was a local paper sports reporter, and I had the privilege a few years ago of hearing Graham recounting how he used to go along to the old showground with his dad and help him identify players during the game. That speech was at a dinner held shortly after the streets had been named in honour of both his parents in Scunthorpe and his pride was palpable. He never played for us, but he retained his links with the town even though he made his name elsewhere. I always found him an incredibly decent and genuine man, one who will be much missed, at least in North Lincolnshire. Regardless of his successes and his failures as a manager, he deserves to be remembered as a fine man. The really heartfelt and raw tribute from Paul McGrath today says a lot about Graham Taylor. Rest in peace. And Paul McGrath said, I'm devastated to hear of Graham's sad passing. What a gentleman. In my darkest days, him and Rita were always there 
there for me. So mm. I thought we'd, we'd end on that one. Very good. And Excellent. we don't have to end on that one, actually, because I've got something that includes Kevin Keegan. Okay, all right. Include that. <laughs> um, this, is, this is taken <laughs> from Ian. I hope you have gone already. Already yeah. gone. This is from Ian. Ian Wilson got in touch on Twitter and shared this with us. And I, I absolutely, I, w- I was going to not include it, but I think we probably should um, <laughs> keep it as upbeat as we can. Uh, he, he found this and cropped it from an interview with Graham Taylor. I think it was done for a newspaper. And one of the questions was, I don't know why, probably because they're from the same part of town. Um, <laughs> this is so good. When did you first meet Kevin Keegan? And this is Graham Taylor's words. I played against him when he was 17. I was left back for Lincoln, and he was playing for Scunthorpe. They were given a penalty, and this young lad immediately picked the ball up, and I thought, you're a confident little sod, but the penalty was saved and we won the game. <laughs> <laughs> Every anecdote. I mean, it's hit rave. It is relentless. It is relentless. Incredible. Like a Man United centre back and sent off every match. He has achieved a hell of a lot in his career. So much. But every single story ends with him being hapless in some way or another. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you, Graham. Graham Taylor can spin a yarn as well. There we go. Well, thanks for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. It's uh, It's been a pleasure mm. speaking with you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey. Goodbye. Yeah, it's goodbye for me.